Episode 3 of the R&B Divas, Miss Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul. Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. My name is Tom Gowker. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. If you haven't followed along, we are in the middle of the R&B Diva series, and tonight it's Miss Aretha Franklin. By the way, the R&B Divas are Patti LaBelle, Diana Ross, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, Dionne Warwick, and Tina Turner. Besides my voice, you're going to hear the following music industry leaders, genre buster Darnell Miller, the rapping professor Eartha Holly, jazz pianist Lafayette Kilcrest, band leader and educator Eddie Morgan, the man with a voice Marcellus, the bass man Shepard, former A&R gospel manager Jim Henry, Kelly Bell from the Kelly Bell Blues Band, music critic and author Christian Gerard, band leader Albin Jones, and the funkmeister Duke Benjamin. The Queen of Soul, that's Aretha Franklin. Gospel Roots, to American Songbook, to Respect, to Rocksteady, to Freeway of Love, to Singing for the Obama's Inauguration, to A Rose is a Rose, and Aretha Franklin is a truth teller. Let's get into the episode. Aretha Franklin, otherwise known as the greatest singer of all time, all genres, all ways. story is just so complex you know coming out of the church uh, you know her mom passed her father was very demanding as a pastor and but very complex but truly one who held on to her beliefs and her love of god right so raised in the church and that gospel field had always been in the undertones of her music right so how great it was that she was finally able to to express herself with that live recording in the church which became one of the biggest gospel albums ever known to mankind still may be to this date right but so many great songs like holy holy came out of there aretha she was called the queen of soul of course but it was her it was her gospel roots that really uh, seeped into her soul and made her who she was. And any of the folks that come from the South 
uh, even though she spent the bulk of her time up in Detroit, she was claimed as like a girl from the South because she had the, all the things that make Southern people who they are. That's what Aretha brought to the table. Yeah, Aretha Franklin's catalog is endless. People still coming across some of her 60s body of work that's incredible yeah aretha was aretha was freaking incredible My focus on Aretha was based on my background in gospel music and listening to radio stations around the country, looking at playlists and her Amazing Grace album. That particular tune was one that always struck me. And uh, she just had a unique style with her voice. Uh, uh, but that Amazing Grace and Precious Lord were, uh, that whole album was outstanding. My Aretha album, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, is, I think it's 1971. It's the New Temple Ministry Baptist Church in Los Angeles with Reverend James Cleveland. I just feel that someone at her caliber, you know, just say, this is what I'm doing. She didn't have to. It's just like a monster album. It's a Saturday afternoon. You put it on, you run through the whole thing, and you're happy afterwards. Amazing Grace. Um, her cover of Amazing Grace is incredible. It's incredible. It was certain notes that she hit on that song that's like, that. it's like, it, it justifies her being the queen of soul. She, to me, she had the uh, the soul and the, and the spirit of Mahalia Jackson. She was able to channel all that kind of incredible uh, gospel power from, from Mahalia. Yet, because she was a Detroit girl, 
she had all the hipness that came from walking in the secular world. So she was able to marry the incredible power and sensibility of gospel with the vibe and the energy of the street. And that's what, to me, what made Aretha who she was. And I just, on a whim, I was like, Aretha Franklin's at Wolf Trap. I'm going. And I mean, literally bought a ticket that day for the next day, went there, and I was in the front row. So she comes out and... I, and I know this is going to sound terribly sexist, so I apologize, but I became an 11-year-old girl. When she walked out, I yelped. And I mean, ah! I mean, I screamed like a punk. Then later on, she came around to my side, and I stood up. I am, again, six foot three, 300 pounds. She comes over, touches my hand. I immediately start crying. Crying like she kicked my puppy. I mean, it was... Just ridiculous. Aretha Franklin, ain't no way, man. Ain't, ain't no way. Kills me. For me to love you. For me to give you all you need. If you won't let me give all of me. is one she did with her, her sister Carolyn called Ain't No Way. And Carolyn is singing a, a high, almost angelic part on there. It's almost haunting. And it's like, uh, that was a little gem that I liked from her. Giving him something he can feel. Curtis Mayfield was writing his tail off around that time. And when she does that live, it's incredible. She sings the hell out of that song live. And, and of course, I'm thinking, you know, my favorite album slash her best album is the Sparkle soundtrack. And the only reason why I didn't say Amazing Grace, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it R&B, but Amazing Grace is a gospel album. But if we want to keep it R&B, the Sparkle soundtrack, um, a hard tie between that and the Who's Zooming Who album. Jump, jump, jump to it. Um, I would say jump to it. It's just jump to it. Just got it for me. That's it. Jump to it. That Whenever I hear that song, I could play it for like 30 minutes. I wish there was a 30-minute remix. <laughs> Rock 
because it's just that party jam, right? It's her in there with the band, and, you know, the Cats and Muscle shows, they did their thing with her and, and uh, definitely uh, provided a great soundtrack. But that rock steady is just, you know, it's it's party time. The organs in there, that bass line and, and the drums, and it's it's a great time, man. Well, you know, I mean, she's obviously, I mean, it's just cliche to say it, but she's one of the greats, the top three, top five of all time in terms of pop popular music vocalists of any sort she's legendary the words don't even have meaning she's just aretha you know and they they also forget that when you listen to her records even the old stuff that's her playing the piano and singing you know people forget that part too and i'm like well she's an amazing musician i like to say about aretha is that came up in a rich musical environment because her father was the pastor of a church and so she grew up inside of all that beautiful gospel music that shaped her own musical sensibilities. But the secret weapon that Aretha had that a lot of her contemporaries didn't have is she was a musician. She played piano. So there's nothing in the world like being able to feel it from inside of you, put it down and play it and sing it as you're doing it because you can get it exactly like you want it. Those little runs and those powerful hits that you want, they uh, line up with the way she's singing. And that was her secret weapon in my opinion is what made her such an incredible performer. From what I understand, she started having hits when she went down the Muscle Shoals, guys. Yeah, that, that's where she kind of found her groove. I mean, long story short, it took it, it seemed like it took a, a short minute for them to find her, you know, and let her just go ahead and do what she could do. You know, and she was a great writer, great arranger, just a great musician, a musician's musician. My favorite pieces of hers is an orchestral piece. I'm big on on strings. Strings just add so much drama to a song. And when you add Aretha's voice to it, it's a whole nother layer of complexity that is there. But she has a song called Somewhere. Somewhere is on her Hey Now Hey album, The Other Side of the Sky, which was 1973. But that's kind of like one of those um, one of those show pieces from plays if you will there's a place for us somewhere peace and quiet and open air it waits for us somewhere so lyrically it's lustful right but then when you have the strings and her voice it's a lot of drama there and i just love it and then she had um uh i i, I like that freeway song i yeah. i used to, i was always fond of that song i can't deny it. riding on the freeway got me riding on the freeway of a love that uh, uh, uh. I never remember the lyrics. I'm a trumpet player.
my guns a little bit <laughs> and go with her 80s. You know, I think it's fun. She really sort of made a new sort of career for herself in the 80s, coming back with some really fun pop songs. She did um, Freeway of Love, which was a top 10 hit, you know, sort of out of nowhere. Um, it came out in 85. Um, Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired Natural Woman. You can't go wrong with Natural Woman. Songs from Aretha Franklin, uh, her catalog is so vast and so huge, but a Natural Woman. That song, uh, my band even does that song. Uh, anytime that we do a song like that, I really get a chance to dig a little bit deeper because then it makes me listen to it a little bit differently and hear it from the artist's point of view as opposed to just hearing it playing on the radio and just, okay, I like the song, I like the song. It makes me dig in and, and see why I like the song. I like the hesitations they do when they get to that breakdown when she's, oh, you make me feel like a, you know, that beautiful hesitation they put on it. And it's her voice that really resonates and that nice piano swell she puts underneath that. Dreaming, I love, right? It just mm. kind of starts out and, you know, it's kind of slow and moving and, and flowing. and But then that rhythm hits you and it, you know, just kind of moves with you, right? What she did on the uh, Grammys or when she sang Ness and Dorma, that was phenomenal. One famously knows the story about how when Pavarotti was very ill and could not sing at the Grammys, they called her up and they wanted her to do like a medley of her hits. And she asked what aria that Pavarotti was supposed to do. And then, of course, she got up there, sang it in both Italian and English. And no one knew that she had been studying for years at Juilliard Opera. It's an Elton John song. It's the border song, Holy Moses. Elton John did a great... I'm going to just stop you for one second. Because I gave you my favorite album, Uh but I have my standbys, which was Lady Soul, Young Gifted, Black, Sparkle, and Uh and, uh, the Jump To It album. But I had you, I had to pick one. Because that album meant a lot to Black America. For me, like, it's, you know, I grew up right when the MTV was hitting, that's, that was probably my first exposure to Aretha, really, were those 80s pop songs, you know? I mean, apart from, like, Respect and... Respect, of course. That's a no-brainer. R-E-S-P-E-C-T Find out what it means to me R-E-S-P-E-C-T Find out what it means to me 
right in line with that is Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools is like a locomotion. It just chugs along. It almost sounds like a blues song, and it's got that kind of heavy, like you sing it from your chest. Chain, 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 chain of fools. You don't pretty that up. You put that grit in it, and that's what Aretha delivered on that song to make you feel it. Like that song kicks me in my chest every time I hear it. said before she was the greatest singer of all time i like spanish harlem and uh, my, my dark horse song from her is a, a tune that i just it just it shocked me that she pulled it out and that is spanish harlem don't know if she spent a lot of time walking through spanish harlem or if she was influenced by the folks she knew from the area or just the spanish culture in general but that is just a beautiful song that, that, that she wraps some wonderful lyrics in it. Spanish Harlem, there is a rose in Spanish Harlem. God, that sounds terrible, man. Don't, don't put me on that singing, man. I like uh, Do Right Woman, The House That Jack Built. Precious Lord. Oh, Precious Lord, take my hand. Until You Come Back to Me. I remember I used to play that as a little kid. Like, this is an amazing song. Until You Come Back to Me, that's what I'm going to do. Porter interviewing her and he was asking her about what her opinion was on auto-tune and it was funny because he had to explain what auto-tune was to her she didn't even know what that is and when he explained it to her she just said what <laughs> she couldn't even relate to anything like that she she never needed auto-tune at all ever
uh, in these are later years things when she sang for President Obama. She was just the queen, the queen of soul. I mean, who's better than Aretha? Yeah, I mean, she had hits her whole life. She had, you know, whenever she wanted to come out and, and, and make a hit, she, she could, it seemed like she could do it, man. I mean, she was hot in the 80s. And I, you know, she had a big duet with Eurythmics. Sisters are doing it for themselves, which is another one I liked. The number one single with George Michael. I knew you were waiting for me. So she really came back in the 80s with some good stuff. I mean, she had a duet with George Michael that was a big hit. She had been sort of flailing there for a while, and uh, she came back in a big way, and very confidently. You know, she fit. She just fit right into that that era, that sort of aesthetic, and you know, she made it work. And I think she did a really nice job. Um, Lauren Hill, Rose is just still a Rose back in like the late '90s. You know, there's so many songs of hers that I could really choose, but I'm gonna go a little bit new school. A Rose is still a Rose. can you say about Aretha? I mean, you know, the voice of what it, uh, who was it? Marianne Faithful said that, you know, she, hers is the voice of God. So what can you say about her? I mean, my goodness, man. I mean, um, Aretha Franklin. Oh my goodness. I mean, you might as well say Mahalia Jackson. Man. Everything she did. I'm listening to so much more than music. And that's what she was. So much more than music. She will forever be the greatest. She was just the queen, the queen of soul. I mean, who's better than Aretha? There's a fire. 
hope you enjoyed the R&B Divas voice and song collage featuring Miss Aretha Franklin. Just subscribe to the podcast because you don't want to miss our fourth episode, which is Miss Gladys Knight. Before we go, I just want to thank our musicians and industry leaders who contribute their voices and time to this project. End of episode three of the R&B Divas, Miss Aretha Franklin, The Queen. End of episode. Gerald Albright, Priya Schneider, Charlie Hunter, Duke Robillard, Sean Jones, Walter Beasley, Steve Swallow. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. Subscribe to the podcast and listen to your favorite artist or future favorite artist that Something Came From Baltimore and be a part of that Be More music scene. Joe Lovano, Jeff Coffin, Paula Cole, Denuso Makatani, Ann Passio, Chess Smith, Thumbscrew, mostly. Greetings from the Adult Music Podcast, where we talk about music for the mature mind. I'm Russ. And I'm Mike. And every week we get together in our mountain lair in Japan and discuss new classical and jazz music releases and enjoy some laughs and maybe some booze along the way. We go track by track through the albums we listen to and dig deep into the performances. We also provide you with links to the music via Spotify and Apple Music and a full episode playlist on Deezer so you can follow along. So if you're looking for the best new music to stimulate your brain and lift your spirits, join us every week on the Adult Music Podcast. Hi, jazz fans. This is the founder and host of Neon Jazz, Joe Domino. It's both a weekly radio show and interviews with musicians from all over the world, like the Netherlands, New York City, and back to Kansas City, the home of Neon Jazz, covering the rich history and modern world of jazz in a fresh way, featuring interviews with the likes of Arturo Sandoval, Sonny Rollins, Maria Schneider, and countless others. Find our weekly show on Mixcloud. Subscribe to the interviews via iTunes and YouTube. We are Neon Jazz. Same difference. Two jazz fans, one jazz standard. A review of a single jazz standard through music, history, and stories. And this is AJ. And this is Johnny. If you are a jazz fan and you like jazz standards, bebop, show tunes, ballads, you name it. Yeah, we've got them here. We drop a new show on you every other week, and we take a standard, and we listen to a few different versions of it. Same difference. Come join the fun. Looking forward to seeing you.